2014, I was the youngest member in the world, and I superseded a Germany member who was 21, and to be made Apache inside prison. It was always gang games, hooting, tooting, shooting, smoking. If I could tell some of the youth that um, there is no bright ending at any of it, uh, there is time taken, uh, and there's no time gained. Yeah, there's a lot of loss, a lot of loss in time. Young soldier of God Steady march Yo, it's your boy Dave here And this is the Fallon Show Hope all is going well out there God bless you all How about you introduce yourself, my brother And where you're from? Mauri ora, my brother My name's Nicky Whenua Snakely Wurihana From Hawke's Bay, New Zealand Aotearoa Born here and raised in Australia Melbourne Karen Downs, Frankston um, yeah, and uh, 501 deported back to Aotearoa in 2016, my brother. 2016, brother, snaky man. It's good to have you on the show, my bro. Uh, good to see you, brother. Good yeah, to see you. Good to see you as well, man. It's always good to have one of the boys from Melbourne on the show, man. It's uh, always, uh, always a pleasure. We've actually done a bit of time together uh, over mm. in Melbourne back in uh, the Port Phillip days, back in those hucker practice days and that. <laughs> Man, that was a couple of years ago now, my bro. Yes, brother. Yes, yes. That would have been uh, roughly 2014, I think, brother. We were about, doing that. Yes. Yeah, about eight years ago now, man. Time flies, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Especially from poor Putrid. <laughs> yeah, guys. Yeah, so me and the brother here have done a bit of time together. Um, just like he said, he's also a fellow 501 deportee. So he was deported from Australia not too long before myself. Um, so you know this guy um definitely has a story of redemption he knows the struggle of um you know being deported and sort of um having to start from scratch and go through all of those things the path that i know as well this guy was actually back in those days he was a patch member for the hell's angels back then and um you know even um well i mean at the time bro one of the boys were saying that you were actually one of the youngest patch members wasn't it back then back in those days Yes, brother. Uh, 2014, I became a member. 2014, I was the youngest member in the world. And I superseded a Germany member who was 21. And yeah, I was the youngest in the world and uh, youngest to be made and to be made Apache inside prison uh, due to being attacked by uh, old foe, old enemy as they were. Uh, now friends, I must say, they're all friends. Um, yeah, yeah, was the youngest, bro, yeah. Yeah, so the youngest Hells Angels to receive his patch at that time. So, again, man, story of redemption, brother. You've come a long way, mate, from back then, brother, to, to, to what you're doing now. And also, you know, bouncing back after being deported and all of that, which... um. You know, a lot of brothers don't, man. You know, a lot of uh, brothers I see, you know, have been deported and um, they're still still struggling, you know what I mean, to, to get on their mm. feet, uh, battling that mental health, uh, you know, depression and all of that. So, again, man, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, my brother. No, thank you, brother. Thank you. It's good to see you, my friend. All right, man. What's well, the kick us off, my brother, I guess. So where, where are you from originally, my bro, and um, before making that move to Oz? Uh, Bola, uh, if I can, um, my whakapapa or pipiha, as they say in Māori, ko Ngāti Kaununu, I hope, uh, born in Hastings, uh, I whakapapa 
to Hastings and Napier, Hiratonga and Ahuriri, uh, Marais are Omahu and Tihoki, Tauponga and Hotiamanui. Uh, I'm the direct descendant of uh, Tariha Timuananui, uh, Paramount Chief of Ahuriri, uh, Kahununui Timata Maui, Hawks Bay. Um, yeah, uh, raised here for about 19 years, well, uh, 11, oh no, sorry, sorry, 12 years before I went to Australia. And um, I could safely say in that 12 years I was raised here, brother, is what added to uh, being that person I was in Australia who got deported. Um, it wasn't all Australia. Hey, I left, uh, as you would know, you left, you would have left Aotearoa and you would have known some whānau here who um, were pretty capable of being mischief. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, uh, I was raised here for 12 years in um, good old Hawke's Bay. Um, beautiful place until you see the dark side. <laughs> but, um, yeah, raised here for 12, 13 years, bro, and, um, yeah, made my way over to Australia. Um, what sort of, what, I left here as a cripster. Yeah. 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 So, 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 um, like, what, what sort of made that move to Australia, brother? Was that what the, um, was that what the whānau and that all? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, my father, mother, and myself and all my siblings moved over in 2006, 2007. And dad's words are to just move to a better place. For, uh, Hawke's Bay was riddled with gangs then, same as it is now, if not anything worse. It's worse now. Um, yeah, Dad moved us away to get away from this uh, lifestyles that we're here. Uh, not knowing that Frankston City, Melbourne, that we moved to was just as um, ruthless, bro. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, Dad's plans were just to move, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many of the how many of you has moved over there? Oh, one, two, seven of us, bro. Yeah, seven of us moved over. Um, yeah, flew into Melbourne, Cairn Downs. Frankston was another place I call home. Uh, I guess Melbourne will always be a bit of a home for us too. But yeah, uh, moved to a good old Frankston, Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein, is it? Yes. Oh, oh Franga Banger. Oh. Franga Banger, cuz. <laughs> well, so how was that, man? It was a bit of a culture shock going from, you know, from Hastings to, you know, Frankston. How was that change for you? Big culture shock, bro. Big culture shock. Um, yeah, no, it was a massive culture shock. Exactly what I needed to be where I am today, I believe. Um, just moving from that, um, I suppose, that dictating gangster, gangster lifestyle in Aotearoa to a, a, a open, sort of flamboyant, sort of uh, real social gangster, gangster lifestyle in Australia. Mm. Um, I think the, the best part about coming Oh, going back to Australia or going moving to Australia would have been going back to school, bro. I wasn't in school when I left Aotearoa. Uh, I dropped out at maybe 10. I dropped out of school 10 and started roaming the streets. So uh, Australia, me adapting to Australia, brother, was uh, maybe one of the best moves because I went back to school, bro, to uh, Karingal Secondary Park College. Yeah, in Frankston. So you ended up going back to school and things like that, but you just said, so you you left the crypt, you know what I mean? So you were involved in that sort of a lifestyle. So 
how was it for you and Frankston? Because there's a lot of Maldives around there and that, you know what I mean? It is, um, you know, so how, how was it for you? Um, did you link up with other uh, Kiwi boys and that was it or? Yes, brother, we did. And um, I did, I did. I uh, went to school, um, made some friends and then started up another Crip gang, bro. Uh, Steady Cripping SC. Uh, it was throughout the whole Southeast. Um, multiple uh, ethnicities. It wasn't just Māori, but most of us Māori started it up and, um, and invited the Africans, Crips, Samoan Crips. Um, yeah, we just invited anyone, even Aussies. We got a couple of Aussies banging the Crips at one stage, yeah. Um, and a lot of those uh, Māori friends today are still friends or with family today or had kids to my family, so we're all still pretty close, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But were you big on the Māori cultural, like knowing your whakapapa at that time, brother? Gotcha. Oh, no, no. Well, what we learned in prison, brother, was about the only thing I ever learned, brother, with those kapahaka practices with uh uh, Officer Kamani Dennis, yes, yes, uh, he, that on the title of ours, uh, he was, yeah, that was most probably the only, uh, yeah, papa or anything, no toad on the Māori that I had ever done, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I think it was for a lot of us, eh, you know, a lot of us, um, ended up, uh, oh, yeah, so, a quick explanation on that, so in prison in Australia, they do have like cultural stuff that you can get involved, can get involved with, you know. So for us, we celebrate Waitangi Day in the prison system in um in Australia. So that's like our day where we can sort of um you know come together and like family and that can come in and um, we just have a feed and all of that. Like it, all the nationalities sort of have their day in prison over there. You got like the Aboriginals have NADOC Day and you know the Vietnamese and that have their like. Chinese New Year stuff, you know, so mm -hmm. a few different stuff. But yeah, for us, we celebrate Waitangi Day. We go to the haka practices and that. And um, but that's like a lot of boys, you know, that's our first sort of like proper taste of anything cultural, you know, and it's behind bars. So yeah, so that's that's Australia. Um well, so then so how was it for you through your teenage years, man? Um over there in Frankston and Melbourne. Um, if I could be honest, bro, it was a mess. Uh <laughs> Uh, I could safely say Hells Angels pulled me out of being a junkie. Uh, not so much uh, uh, a heroin junkie, but um, a stimulant junkie. Um, before all of that, I was, uh, well, during school, starting back in school, I was raised in Cairn Downs, Frankston as well. We, we were motorheads, bro. We loved bikes. Like, I actually truly love riding motorbikes. And the Hells Angels knew that. They knew how active I was on the motorbike. And that was just most of my uh, my area that we grew up in, in Frankston and Karen Downs. We finished school, went home, started the motorbikes, and just, yeah, my whole teenagehood was literally on one wheel on a dirt bike, cruising up and down the beaches of Melbourne, because... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, well, I've been through Frankston a bit, man. Been around the pines and that, you know what I mean? So, oh, like... <laughs> so oh well so then brother to move on to that so how did your sort of introduction with the with the ha's in there start muhammad koda muhammad koda yes. uncle yeah. Our dear friend, uncle yes yeah. brother, um, also moe's moe's been on the the show as well so yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, that was my introduction, brother. Um, brother Maui 
and um, he introduced me to that world. So if I could give him props, it was him. Yeah. Oh, he was my introduction, Bella. Yeah. But that ended up pulling you out of a lot of what you were getting involved in on the path of, like you said, you know, being a being a brassy and that, you know. Yes, I that. yes. Um, I had no, yeah, that was, that's all Murray said was, can't you love me? You can't be fucking doing any of that. You go to work. So, yeah, he got me in. He got me my first job that I actually liked. Um, got me my first bike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He got me everything, brother, and um, yeah, he gave me a sense of um, maturity. Like, uh, I thought joining that club, I didn't have to go to work or nothing, but yeah, they said, off, like, go to work, do your thing, run some errands when you can. And I was like, oh, these guys, they don't even want me to be out and about all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so then how did, how did life sort of go for you from there, my bro? Um... Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it was cool. I, I was exciting to me at the time and Murray and the boys. And um, yeah, it was, um, how can I say it without saying that? <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was, uh, it was gangsters, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was gangsters and um, the brotherhood between a few of us, the filthy few of some of us, uh, was. Um, it was really, really tight. Uh, me, Maui, Joey, March. Yeah, Sifo. Uh, yeah, there was a few of us Islanders slash Libs that were fairly pretty close, mostly because of our cultural and prison background, bro. Well, just to touch on that, though, so, like, Filthy Few was, like, uh, is that, like, a group inside of yours? Inside yes. of uh, how can I say that one? Uh, Filthy Few is considered the elite members or, or some of the elite or could consider the bad motherfuckers of Hells Angels. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so it's crazy, though, because Joey, Moe, they've all been on the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. awesome, man. You know what I mean? That, you know, you guys have gone from being of that sort of a repertoire. I mean, you were patched as, you know, pretty young, bro. So obviously that speaks volumes, you know what I mean, of of the sort of person you are, the sort of character in that. So, man, for you guys to jump on the show now and sort of have a yarn, bro, and sort of um, lead on to what you guys are doing now, it's just, it's massive, brother. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's massive for people watching, bro, you know what I mean? To hear your guys' stories and to hear you guys actually come out of that life, you know, going to prison and, um, well, getting your patch and things like that, bro, like knowing that you were one of the youngest. I mean, what what, what, what was that like for you? Uh, it was at the time a bit of a healing process when I got that pitch. I, I don't know if you remember correctly. I nearly got killed in uh, Lodden. Uh, and it was tit for tat. It was called for. Um, I copped it on the chin. And um, yeah, I walked out of there. They, you know, they were trying to get me to leave. I said, you're going to have to kill me to leave, bro, or put me in on the stretcher so I leave that way. So, I mean, yeah, so, brother, so to go on to, like, what you're doing now, man, so you're deeply involved in Te Ao Māori, you know, out in, um, out, out your ways and things like that and sort of advocating and things like that. So would you say that that began in prison, brother, you know, with the whole, um, with what we were doing in there, with the haka practices? and Yes, brother, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely would have started there, or that was definitely my first or our first haka that I had started and completed. If I remember correctly, that haka was Maui or Pōtiki. 
And yeah, so that's what I remember from that. But then, yes, it did start there. Um, I was, I considered myself a full-blown Aussie then. So I was like, yeah, learning that haka would have been sort of the first, yeah, time I put more effort into it every Thursday afternoon at haka practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah brother, yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, so, well, so then how was it for you, man? So you ended up serving your last stretch over there, obviously. Um, did you get out, man, or did you just get straight taken to the detention centre? That first sentence, I got out, and then I came back. But then, yeah, before deportation, because I signed the papers, um, knowing that I had already been through that, and the evidence they brought forth now was, we couldn't deport you in such and such time, but we can deport you now because you're an active member of the House Angels. So I purely got deported on the basis that I was an active gang member. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Did you go to the detention centre at all, or...? Oh, for like two nights, brother, they let me stay there till my plane was ready. And then, um, yeah, got cuffed up, got on that plane and um, had a bit of a cry. <laughs> uh, my brother grabbed me and I just broke down. Eh? And then all the ladies, all my all my ladies, all my wahine and my family, all the women were like, why wouldn't you cry for me? And I was like, oh, this is a man thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah um, Got to Portobo and, um, yeah, got off at Auckland Airport and just a bunch of House Angels waiting for me and um, patched up with New Zealand House Angels immediately and um, started gangbanging as soon as I left the airport, really, bro. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, that was like a good six-month stint of just roaming the country of Aotearoa, New Zealand and um, seeing the beautiful country and then um, trying to adapt myself to... Uh, the New Zealand Aotearoa ways of how clubs and gangs operate here. So obviously that's a lot different coming from Oz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not said, but it's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, you know, how was it, man? So like uh, coming back to New Zealand, um, you know, aside from the club stuff, I mean, how was it for you, you know, personally coming back? It sucked, bro. Um, I was depressed. Uh all my family was still back there. Um, I was here by myself, not by myself, but yeah, I didn't have no one that I sort of grew up with that I could knock on their door and fall on their lap and cry and say, this is tough. I had to ring up all sorts of uh, social people or just any shrink just to talk to them. I was talking to many shrinks in the last six years. Real. Yeah, bro. Um I felt hard. I felt really hard. Um, I was getting told to separate from my family to be active as a house angel, and I was conflicting with me up here. And, and amongst all that depression of being deported and such, I made a choice to leave, to leave house angels. I was mentally unwell, and it's down in the papers that I left house angels because I was mentally unwell. Yeah, I've got my smile back there, so that's all that means. Yeah, brother, nah, it's beautiful to see, man. And um, brother, what a privilege, you know what I mean, for me, brother, you know what I mean, having you on the show, man, and, and, and sharing about the stuff. I mean, I speak openly on this too, brother, you know what I mean? I'm on previous episodes. I do talk about the hardships. Well, watching stuff like this, bro, it's, it's healing for, for so many people to, um, you know, that, that can relate. 
you know, for sure. Um, yes. Well, so, oh, but, you know, so you were reaching out like, bro, I remember when I first came back and I was seeing my probation and stuff. I remember the first meeting I had, the lady was just like, are you all right? Because I was just sitting there like, bro, I was just, mate, just overwhelmed with all this emotion. And she's just looking at me like, are you all right? And it's just like, like, what kind of question is that? You know what I mean? Like, fuck, of course I'm back here in the country I don't want to be in. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't, you don't even know where to start, man. You know what I mean? No, no. It's, and I'm glad we started okay enough to be here today to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, nah, that's right, my bro. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, um, you know, it's all the divine plan in the end of the day. Um, well, so, so how was it for you, man, from there, brother? Sort of, um, you know, leaving the club behind and things and, um, you know, moving... Um, well, you ended up back in Hastings, was it, Bella? Yes, yes. I uh, moved to Hastings. And, yeah, if I could, yeah, I ended up slipping up again and uh, being crooked as one would, used to, sorry. And then um, my old lady passed, brother. Okay. Yeah, she passed away over in Australia, and I was stuck here, obviously. And as you would know, as a deportee, uh, you can't go back for anything. I think even if you were the Queen's son, you might not be able to get back. <laughs> but um, I couldn't get back, brother, and um, she had asked me a couple of months before she passed if I could go jump on the pie pie, learn our whakapapa, our pipiha, learn, learn our culture, because I'll be the only one, the only farmer really out of my direct relatives who are in Te Ao Māori. Wow. Yeah, brother, and um, yeah, her, her little message then pretty much pushed me away from the Black Pearl, and, um, and yeah, but I've been working on it since, really, a um, couple of ups and downs, but yeah, um, yeah, bro, yeah, she passed away, and yeah, it sort of made me open my eyes to um, everything that was normal, that my mum never had seen. She was the devil's advocate, bro. Like, she was the devil's advocate. She she would have helped me stoop guns and cars. Um, she would have helped. She would let me put my kilos of whatever in her car. Um, the police raided her cars numerous times and stripped it down. And then my mum was that one that was standing like yes and then and well thing. But yeah, but um, so. I thought after she passed, I thought I'll take that last message of hers and go live that lifestyle that she knew I was capable of and knew and she hadn't seen me ever be this person. Um, it was always gang gangs, hooting, tooting, shooting, smoking, joking with the bros. <laughs> so, yeah, nah, I, I know she'd be looking down on me now and um, knowing, you know, I do a karaoke every morning, which was fine to me and all my family. Um, she knows I'm singing out loud, bro. Like, yeah, I do my waters and sing them quite loud, just hoping or knowing she'll hear. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Yeah, bro, she, but, um, she, she would have been proud, mate, you know what I mean, of of, of, of the path you're, you're walking now, man, and uh, the knowledge that you've obviously attained in that route, you know, because it's it's profound, brother. You know what I mean? I've got a, I got a lot to learn from you, mate, you know what I mean? When I'm ever down in Hastings, brother, I'll definitely pop in. 
Oh, it'd be cool to see you bowling. We'd definitely go to have a lock and call some riffraff. <laughs> yeah, guys, all day. All day. Oh, oh, well, 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 politely, we'll go stand there with some signs saying, hey there, Masonic, how are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, yeah. Nah, we'll talk, we'll talk more. <laughs> so, um, well, brother, so you've obviously got the the Māori traditional face tattoo, bro, the tāmoko, you know, so that's a big step, bro. So can you sort of um, talk about, you know, the sort of path that led you to, to, to and the story behind that? Um, definitely starts off with mum and utilising it to not be sleazy, easy and mischief anymore, bro, like... Um, yeah, that would have been the start of it all. Knowing I wanted to be semi-normal and get my kids, um, get just pretty much, um, yeah, I guess it's normal. This is this is normal. It's a normal way of living to our culture. And it sort of draws me away from all those old lifestyles. Um, yeah, but and, um, being a descendant of many, uh, many people, many ancestors. Um, yeah, brother. Yeah. Um, just knowing how significantly we are needed, us young ones and amongst Marae. Um, I'm going to our Marae and it's mostly just aunties and nannies and a couple uncles or one papa. You know what I mean? They're all slowly going, but there's all my generation, brother. They're all out there um, gangbanging. Um, red or blue, you know what I mean, majority, and um, they're not doing any work. No one's doing any mahi down at the Maraibala, which is what our culture used to be doing, very communal in that sense. And, yeah, that's another push for me to get into this. I had seen that at the start. Um, yeah, but just wanting to be my truest self, really. This is uh, – my truest self that I feel is true to me, true to my people, true to my ancestors, true to my friends, you know. Um, yeah, but just sort of trying to adapt to a, a lifestyle that was, it's in my blood. And all I have to do is really try and pick it up, learn, retain their knowledge, and hopefully teach some of our rangatahi in the, in the future that it's, um, there is a way out. There literally is a way out. It's hard. Um, you have to get used to solidarity <laughs> and being alone and standing on your own two feet. Hundred percent. Yeah, brother, and um, doing things like yourself, you know, um, you know, content online or you know, just all those normal things, adapting to those. Um, going to church on Sunday, brother. I don't go to church, but I represent Christianity, and and and, and you know, I was uh, a Muslim at one stage. So I understand our religion, you know, all our religions, and that it brings humbleness and peace to most and some. And yeah, but um, I think just reconnecting, paying homage to those tipuna, just those cool stories of voyages that happened from Hawaii, Samoa, um, Rapa Nui, Vanuatu, all of our waka actually truly did come from me, brother. And uh, if I could say my waka left Samoa last, brother. I and um, Takitimu, Te Waka Tapu or Takitimu was uh, or was one of our waka. And um, just hearing those those stories, those puraku that that um those those voyages of our ancestors, brother, they were truly travelling the Great Pacific Ocean. 
half naked, brother. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and 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 still living and got us here to Aotearoa. So that that sort of inspires me just as much Snoop Dogg and Tupac did inspire me when I was little. So yeah, brother, just those little um not little, those yeah, those big moments of our tipuna doing those voyages and and, and living by nature, treating every living being as is just as equal to you. Um yeah, but yeah, just some of all the the real real spiritual stuff is really um um healing me. Eh? Yeah. Oh bro, hundred percent man, that's where it starts. You know what I mean? It starts with the wide world, bro. Um you know, a lot of us through prison and through gangs and things like that, your your wider world becomes damaged, you know, and you can do all mm. you can do all the physical stuff and seeing the psychologists and things like that, which does help, but it, it starts with the spirit, you know. If, yeah. it, if, if you don't heal that, man, it's just gonna um it just pollutes it pollutes the physical, you know what I mean? It pollutes your physical being, the mind, the heart, you know. So it all starts um really from there. And bro, that's mad to hear, bro. I swear. Mm. That's awesome to hear, man. I definitely know that you'll be a light down there, bro. Like, I mean, um, like, what does the future hold for you, man? You know, you're gonna try and work with some youths down there. Obviously, you know, you were saying it's um, well, it's New Zealand wide, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All problems this country is facing with gangs and things like that. It's it's all over New Zealand at the moment, unfortunately. I'm in university full time at um, Te Ahua Maui, doing a kupuaerua doing my tereo and fully immersed myself brother so yeah considered full-time studies um i've got a five-year plan to try and see it through get my master's or whatever get right up to the doctorate hopefully if i, if I can do a big enough thesis to get my doctorate yeah so um aiming to get my doctorate in tereo brother and um just uh, fully immerse myself in our culture, not only at our marae, which I have been, or uh, um, uh, helping helping our whanau and all of that, but um, yeah, I thought I'll fully immerse myself in uh, university uh, or, or te ahua Maui, te pukinga, and um, yeah, but I'll learn my language um, yeah, and help me on my plans and becoming somewhat, I guess a helper to our rangatahi, you know, our, our youth. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that'll be the major part of my my future plans, really, um, other than keeping healthy. Um, yeah, but I, I really do want to help our youth. Um, just to let them know before you go and do that mischief, there's a whole lot of darkness you've got to walk into. So um, buckle up or unbuckle and hide in my come with me. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to go that way, see you later. Buckle up, be careful, stay safe, see you later. <laughs> but yeah, if I could tell some of the youth that um, there is no bright ending at any of it, um, there is time taken uh, and there's no time gained. Yeah, there's a lot of loss, a lot of loss in time. Which I know I don't gonna tell you. I, I myself can't ever get back. But if I can help our youth not waste their time on um, yeah on some things, I suppose not all. <laughs> yeah, but they be um my future plans. Wow, um, bro, good on you, cuz. Oh, it's true. So you're going to uni doing all of that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. too much, brother. That's awesome, man. Like um, yeah. and bro, that that's the one, man. You know, so much lost time, eh? And it's not just yes, the, 
it's not just a prison either. You know what I mean? A lot of guys get out of prison. I'm sure you know as well, man. When you get out of prison, you're still in that mental prison, man. And that can take years, bro. You know, yeah. I mean? that, that takes just as long as the time you were in there to get yeah. out of that to get out of that mental prison once you are out. You know, so yes, it's it's a yes. lot, lot of years lost, you know. And um, bro, like that's awesome, bro, to hear that, man. You know, like yeah. it's something in the air, bro. I say this a bit as well, man. You know, like um, bro, just other boys that we've done time with, man. You know, a lot of us have seen the light, you know, Moe, Joey, and all of that, bro. We're all on our mission together, you know, and I know that we can make a dent in this country, brother. I feel a big change in the air, man, in this country. It definitely needs it, bro. You know, we're a strong people, we're a warrior people. And we're just um we're kept we're being uh we're being we're being kept in bondage you know what I mean but a, a bondage that we can't see you know it's uh chains that we can't see and we need to break those chains asap so um I mean brother I mean well you know obviously a lot of people will be wrapped to see you on here man so bro do you got any sort of messages bro for anyone that um you know in the past and things like that bro any people out there struggling brother to our you know to our people in New Zealand and things and across Australia. You got any messages, my bro? First one would be um, if you are getting deported, don't keep it to yourself. Go find, yeah, go, yeah. If you're coming back by yourself, find some whanau. And um, if they let you knuckle down, knuckle down with them. Um, to those who haven't been deported yet, uh, yeah, I think of you from time to time, at least. One a week, knowing that she's all doing it hard over there. Um, to my brother Joey, I love you, miss you, and I miss you dearly. Uh, happy that you're a Christian disciple. Uh, it is you that <laughs> makes me strong in my walk today, in my hikui today. Um, yeah, my brother Joey makes me strong in my hikui today, knowing that where he is is keeping him sane, and he keeps me sane. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, all those, all, all our all our five hundred ones, brothers. They've got a chance to not to get out of prison over there and not join gangs and not be mischief anymore, brother. Do it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, do it, man. Like, don't be like me. I got out with the second chance and went straight to Hell's Angels, and um, that's my bad. And if I could tell anybody, that's what what you know. That's what got me here. So if I could stop anybody getting out the first time and winning a case, stay there, utilize every avenue you can to become normal. Um, stay home with your kids, cook your missus a feed. <laughs> um, go see your mum, take her some flowers and tell her you'll be here every Sunday to bring some flowers and that might just keep you out of prison. 100% brother now beautiful message man to all the 501 brothers out there stuck in detention man we're sending you much love much light you know and to all the brothers that have come back here man we're just sending you guys strength as well man you guys can do it um it's just it's just this narrow path man we know it. a lot of people on this on the show know it it's um it's the hard path mate that leads to to life you know it's um the easy path that leads to to darkness mate it's a oh. it's a easy slide mate but it's the upward battle that leads to life brother but it's definitely worth it and we got treasures worth more than gold nowadays mate you know so um 
All right, my brother, well, we're coming to the end here, my brother Snakey, man. I really appreciate you taking your time to, to jump on the show, man, and share your knowledge, your insight. Um, I know that it's going to speak to a lot of people, a lot of people that we know, you know what I mean, from their life, brother. I know that we're going to definitely plant some seeds all day, all day, brother. So, um, but no, nah, definitely looking forward to uh, hitting you up when I come down to Hastings, brother. You can show me around and um, teach, a, teach a bit about the culture and things. So, um, brother, much love, man, and we'll, we'll talk soon, my bro. Most definitely, brother. Thank you very much, my brother.